The Insurance Brokers Podcast is brought to you by Sarah Myerscoff of Boston Tullis. Welcome to the Insurance Brokers Podcast with your host, Sarah Myerscoff. This business podcast is for ambitious brokers determined to grow their business. Our guests are highly experienced industry experts and innovators. This is the place to leverage their success, learn how to break through barriers to growth, and discover a community of support and ideas whilst growing your business. Good afternoon, Peter. Thank you so much for joining me on the Insurance Brokers Podcast. It's fabulous to have you here. My pleasure to be here, Sarah. So um, I am very interested in what you do at InsuraCore. I think the background's phenomenal and I absolutely want to um, have a conversation around it. But I think before we jump into that, I would love to know your perception of the insurance industry, um, the way it's developed from a sort of networking and relationship point of view and how perhaps um, changes in marketplace might be affecting those relationship building possibilities. Of course, it's quite a broad, broad uh, question that one. But as we all know, you know, working from home, you know, it has taken away a huge part of what we loved about the industry, which was that face to face networking social side, you know, insurance is a relationship business, we all know this, it is based on, you know, relationships, networks, and actually trusting each other. But obviously, you take away the ability to sit there, have that handshake, look someone in the eye, which is obviously what the, all the underwriters tell you as to how they judge someone. You know, you are left a little bit blind at the moment. And we all know emails that come through from someone we don't know without a face to them. It's always hard to engage with them. But if we then look at what we're doing sort of on the other side in terms of our social lives, we're still very, very much engaged with all of our friends and everybody else socially via, you know, your, your, your Facebooks, your LinkedIn and other sort of social medias. I mean, everyone now has jumped onto the the, U, the Zoom bandwagon and, um, you know, we're, we're doing pub quizzes and everything like that on there. But that hasn't really migrated across into sort of how we build and manage relationships yet in the insurance market. But with the lockdown continuing and with the, the change in how people are looking to work and access the office and work from home, there will need to be a slight shift in terms of how we maintain those relationships when we don't have that daily contact. Now, it isn't to say the face-to-face is gone at all, you know, as I'm saying, you really do need to sit down and have conversations with people quite often with insurance. You know, these are complex contracts you're trying to um, to agree on here. But when you're going into the city, maybe just for the Thursday lunch meeting or maybe just for a social here or maybe just for the important meetings, you lose the other aspect of just bumping into people. And, you know, having that, oh, this is my friend, so-and-so from so-and-so, you get talking and something happens, you know, that that creates in itself sort of a dynamism and an ecosystem that has helped insurance thrive. So really what we've tried to do in the InsuraCore is give the insurance market a, a, a virtual place to do that, you know, very much reflecting on, you know, what they're using their personal lives in terms of their LinkedIn's, their Facebooks and the way in which they engage through that. But having it focused very much around sort of your risks, your risk appetite, like how can we do business together? And I, um, I love that you said, um, you know, how the underwriters do business is by looking you in the eye. That's your background, isn't it? You are an underwriter by background. I was an underwriter, yes, um, for my sins. And, um, you know, I fully, fully appreciate you know, the relationships that are needed between the broker and the underwriter. Uh, you know it, it's a, it's a form of trust and you know you do do build that relationship by shaking hands by going to meet them by having a drink after you've uh, after you've stamped their policy you know stamped the slip 
And um, you know, that, that's part of the market with the absence of that. I do think there's a lot of people in the market that have been struggling and you know, talking to a lot of brokers, I think they found it very, very hard. You know, I think the reason why everyone loved the Lloyd's underwriting room is because you knew the underwriter would be at the box. And if you're willing to wait for him, you can you can get an answer out of him. You know, you really can grab them. Whereas now, obviously, when uh, getting hold of underwriters and getting responses out of them, when you really can't put yourself in front of them physically has, I heard, I've heard, been, been a, quite a challenge for people. Um, but uh, I think the market is adapting you know i think looking at the return to work plans for a lot of people i think they've accepted that it's not going to be a case that anyone's going to be back into the office from nine to five five days a week anymore um, i think there'll be a few companies that obviously try to enforce that but i don't think they'll they'll retain their staff as well if i'm honest with you so i think people are going to have to start looking at new ways in which they can sort of keep that spark of the insurance market that sort of opportunistic i'm, I'm looking for that can you help me here tight relationships but obviously it needs to be moved online so it can be happening 24 7 five days a week you know i think you i think you're right and i think broader than just the insurance industry the whole world is moving uh is moving more uh digital uh and that's just obvious when i look at my kids and and their sort of native language is, is digital um i would be interested in if you can talk me through and the listeners through your kind of mindset process from sitting uh, you know, at your desk as an underwriter, recognizing the challenges, the opportunities, and the gap, I suppose, and what your what your your sort of flow was from from that moment to to when you launched in 2016, and then what's happened for the first sort of five years of business and how COVID's impacted. Give me your background. That's a long story, long story, but I'll try and keep it as short as I can. So. <laughs> Working as an underwriter, you know, I was sitting there and shadowing some senior underwriters who are, you know, renowned in London market. So I was in construction engineering. It's, it is renowned for being quite a traditional market. And what I saw was that firstly, the value of people's networks, the value of people knowing who to go to was quite powerful. And, you know, one of the guys in my company there, you know, he had a network that people were basically hiring for, you know, they wanted him to come because he knew everybody. And with that came business. So it was quite clear sort of from the off, from quite early on in my career, sort of how much, how powerful knowing people are and having people know you is. And noticing that, obviously you realize, how do you do that? And you start looking into it. And it's a, it's a 35 year process of going around the market, going to those socials, you know, building up that little book, building up that knowledge in your head. And, uh, learning to understand sort of what brokers you can go to, who can bring you what and where you should be looking to talk to. Um, similarly, on the other side, of you know, brokers do spend 35 years of shoe leather going around the market, trying to build a picture in their head of who to go and see. And most brokers will have a sort of a, say a mature individual within that organization who they can go, look, I'm looking to get this place. Where can we go for that? And they'll go, well, you know, I think these guys are doing it or talk to Dave over there or whatever that may be. So in seeing that, I realized obviously that as a young person joining the market, it is difficult to build that network up. And especially if you are maybe not so inclined to go to the pubs, uh, maybe you know, that that's not you, you know, you don't like going to the rugby socials that they put on or whatever it may be. How else do you sort of make those connections and get out there? And th there isn't really anywhere, you know, you could go to maybe the Beaver conference uh, once a year, but you know, is that really enough to build up a book of context? So sitting there thinking, well, how can we, so there was, there were two main uh, situations that sort of pushed me into um, coming up with a concept. First one was I was sitting there with a broker that we've been working with for a very long time. And uh, he came up to me and he 
place a normal risk, you know, place one of us or bread and butter risk with me. And while sitting there, we were talking, he goes, oh, I've had a nightmare of a day. I've been trying to place this renewable energies risks. No one's having it. Don't know what to do. And I said, well, have you spoken to our guys? The guys are sitting right behind us. He went, no, I didn't know you had a renewables energy team. Went and talked to them and got that risk placed. And I was just thinking, this is one of our core brokers. He's been coming to see me pretty much monthly. How do you not know we had that team? But the only way we'd communicated really was to LinkedIn. And a lot of insurance professionals don't actively use LinkedIn or not as uh, prolifically as you'd like to see them if you are trying to get a communication strategy across to them. Um, but beyond that, you know, they'd have to have gone to our website. And that was really it. You know, we were waiting for a for the BB conference to announce it and to do some um, uh, some promotions around it. But there was no way for us to go to all the brokers who were desperately in need of our capacity. Here it is. This is what we do. Come and talk to us. And it just seemed baffling to me. Um, then on the other side, we had a we were looking to actually push our uh, products over into Europe. So what we did is we started to get the whole uh, company together and go, right, who do we know who has any contacts that could help us find brokers who could distribute our products in Europe? And it ended up that one of the senior underwriters knew somebody used to work in France that he could put us in touch with. So three months later, we go, we have a lunch meeting. He goes, yeah, it's very nice. I'll go and have a chat to a few people. He goes away. He has a chat to a few people, comes back. We're now six months down the line. We've got a conversation with our first couple of brokers. But again, a lovely but very long-winded process in order to be able to find distributors for our products when the most brokers are desperate to find out you know, what other capacity there is out there for them. So it just seemed to make absolute sense to have a, an online almost matchmaking um, or at least um, sourcing platform. And um, you know, there was also the Clues Insurers Buyers Guide that was out there at the time. And that was a printed book of basically a directory of insurance products of who you should see and who you should speak to for certain classes. And you'd flick through alphabetically to whatever class you're looking for and you'd pick up the phone and give the guy a call, which you know is fantastic. But a book is obviously out of date the moment it's printed. And to be fair, you know, it doesn't give you any of the other benefits that you know, having that information digitally can. You know, you can't edit it very quickly. You can't add to it. You can't have attached documents, videos, everything else like that. You can't see who's been looking at you, et cetera. So I just saw a gap in the market to actually build something that would be an online place that would bring the benefits that, you know, a marketplace brings in terms of, you know, you can meet people, you can communicate to them and you know, have that, oh, I'm looking for this, can anybody help type community. Um, but really build it around the matching of brokers to underwriters around risk appetites and uh, and active risks, really. So, yes, then when I made the decision to quit my job, um, obviously it was, it was a big decision. Um, at the time, I'd had a, I had a, what I call an MVP, so a basic product ready. You know, you could create a product, people could find you, none of the sort of the nuances that we have now in the platform. And really just started testing it with the market. Um, you know, we got great feedback from, basically everywhere across the market and so decided that this is something we could push and go further with um but you know as i mentioned to you sort of before you know the the chicken and egg scenario was one that was quite a big hurdle for us in our early days you know really first 18 months it was being batted backwards and forwards between brokers to underwriters and who's going to be the first to come on you know there's no point in an underwriter spending the time listing their products and what they do if we don't have any products on the platform uh, brokers on the platform Similarly, brokers, why would they come on and search an empty platform? So like with every network that you're setting up, the initial um, chicken and egg scenario to get both sides of the coin on there and using it was a challenge. But uh, we managed to do that and achieve that with partnerships with Bieber. So that gave us obviously the broker network. They then decided to you know, give access to Insurical to all of their brokers so they could start to search the market. And they also added on their schemes there as well, which are the products specifically targeted at the Bieber brokers.
Um, then we partnered with the MJA, and obviously that gave us some more capacity on the other side. So then more brokers started to see more products. So then more brokers came on, which meant we could talk to more MJs, insurers, wholesale brokers, etc. And so we've sort of gone sort of backwards and forwards between the two, slowly growing the network up now. Where like so we cover, we have over 700 products listed on the platform from the over 115 different providers. Um, and that covers all 18 classes of business, really. So, you know, really, whatever you're looking for, you can find at least one market who would uh, probably take a look for you. Um, yeah. What, what was your, like, your pivotal personal moment? That first 18 months must have been tough. Can you, can you think of any, like, pivotal moments where you were like, ah, jackpot, or, oh, my God, I'm out? Well, every day I go through about three or four of them. <laughs> you know, that, that, that is the, the life of a of a startup you know you get good news you get bad news on a daily basis and you go from going to take over the world to oh my god what have i done and you always have those questions but we've had you know a number of different sort of milestones um so being accepted as one of the first cohorts into the lloyd's lab you know made us realize you know if a company like lloyd's can identify us as being one of the sort of the core things they want to focus on with modernization obviously there's something something to it so it sort of it gives you that sort of vindication that you haven't made too mad decision there as well um, then obviously started working with Bieber and managed to become part, Bieber's partner um, and to be included in their manifesto is sort of their answer to one of their answers to the hard market or hardening market uh, you know again it, it's a massive achievement they're the, the largest broker organization in Europe for them to give us their stamp of approval and push us out and give us to all their members um, again was was one hell of an achievement but uh, that is incredible you should be really proud of that that's that's an awesome awesome position to be in what part uh do you think you got you will play in the next three to five years in terms of um i'm going to use really cheesy words digital transformation hardening market blah 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 all of this stuff that that you know we're being talked about on a daily basis about what part will you play in that well i hope to say a pivotal one but uh, I would say that, wouldn't I? But uh, we are, well, I would like to think of it as the simplest platform to use. You know, we really are very straightforward. You as a broker, you simply log in, you start typing in the keyword that is relevant to you and you get shown the products and the people and you send them a message. You know, we are not trying to um, build in any sort of big backend systems or try to uh, revolutionize claims or anything like that. So what that means is obviously it's, it's available to everybody. Anybody in insurance can get a profile, log in and engage. So because of that, what, by building out the, the network and we obviously have a notification feed, so very much like your LinkedIn feed, but that's all around insurance. We've also allowed on service providers. So we do have loss adjusters, claims, but also insure tech coming through the platform as well. Now, my aim is basically just to make everybody accessible. So if you are a small broker, you know, out in the regions and you go, oh, actually, I need a, a new backend system, I need a new claims person, I need a new capacity. Whatever you're looking for, it's not a case of waiting for the next conference to come around so you can go around and do the rounds. It's not about they happen to come into London and sort of go to the pub for two or three days and talk to people. You simply log on, you search what you're looking for, you're presented with all the options in the market. Well, I say all the options, I can't claim that at the moment, but you're presented with at least a number of options throughout the market where you can then go straight through and talk to an individual as well. And that's a big thing with us. You know, you're not, we're not giving you an inquiries at email, we're giving you the profile of an individual, you know, so you know who you're talking to. Then I think that's again quite an important thing going forward is that we don't lose that personal aspect as we turn digital and everything becomes virtual you still need to have that person-to-person -person conversation uh, that makes you realize that the other person is confident taking you seriously as well um so yeah so really we want to be that platform that allows people to connect and communicate and introduce be that to 
insurers, MGAs or tech, um, anybody else who they want to talk to really within the insurance? Well, the, the, the way that we've come to having this conversation is actually a conversation I was having with Brett Sainty of BLW and Brett said, and I was talking um, to him about a number of things and the Cluers book was mentioned and he said, you absolutely have to speak to Michael uh, because these guys are the, the modern Cluers, which, uh, you know, I think is, is, is pretty good given how well-known uh, Cluers is and, 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 and actually, like you say, print is out of date as soon as it's printed. Um, so to be able to be recognized in, very short space of time. Five years is not a is not an, uh, a short uh, you know a long period of time. I've eaten ten years in that time. So yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, tell me about that. <laughs> and, and actually, two almost two years of it, year and a half of it's been in in COVID. So you know things are quite um, quite challenging at the moment. So I think what you've achieved is incredible. And um, what's what's your kind of penetration aims in terms of the marketplace? Yeah, so I mean, obviously, I, I want everybody in insurance logging on to insurer calls on a daily basis. You know, the notification feed gives them updates across all the markets they're interested in, across class of business with the news. We got, we, we're getting people sharing uh, all types of reports and everything through the platform now as well. So, it really, is just a source of information that I think could be valuable to everybody in insurance. Um, that said, for us, you know, at the moment, we have around 4,000 um, users on the platform. We really want to grow that by the end of 2022 to about 30,000. So that's really our growth, and that's in the UK alone. Um, obviously, we do have plans to go internationally. We're already looking at plans to move into Ireland and help connect Irish brokers to capacity either within Ireland itself or even uh, within the UK, depending on obviously the restrictions that go on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also we have partnerships with uh, companies in the US at the moment as well. And a big part of it would be to introduce the brokers in the US, the surplus lines brokers, to um, UK London market brokers be they Lloyds or wholesale or even direct capacity to try to facilitate basically easier um, placing between the US and the UK. Now that's mm-hmm. obviously going to want to roll out globally, but uh, we're making the starts in that probably beginning of next year. That's incredible. I've had to, I've done a few podcasts with with uh, Lloyds brokers uh, with Mike Keating, who's heavily involved in the transformation of, of of Lloyds, and I you know I think it's incredible that you're pivotal to their plans which you know is is uh, a testament to you your idea and then your execution of so well done you um a uh, question for you um i am uh, let, let's let's get granular right i'm a i'm a commercial insurance broker i've got a hard to place risk uh, what's it going to cost me to come and search on your platform zero it's okay focus to search you can come on search uh, chat to underwriters for free. We, we charge people for listings um, and for the data on the back of the listings, basically. Um, then obviously there's a way to promote products as well. So let's say you want to come top of the search for cyber, just to make sure you're getting seen by everybody. You can pay us to make sure you've got that search priority there as well. And there's a couple of other things we can do. So on the notification feed, for example, you can obviously put it out public and it just stays in um, um, chronological order. But if you know who you want to target or if you want to come to us and go, right, I've got this product, we can obviously look at what's gone on the platform. We know people will be interested in that. And we can then ensure that those people will be seeing that notification for you. So we'll make sure it's a bit of feed until, it, until they've seen it, basically. So yeah, just different types of promotional stuff. Um, but again, you know, for us, it's just about making sure that we're putting the right people in contact with each other straight away. I think you're right. So the, ben- the benefit to the broker, and I think you've, your charging structure is perfect there because 
the 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 benefit to the broker to be able to go and see what's available is incredible uh and the cost benefit will be weighed against any cost there but actually the the, the way you charge is very very low for somebody like you know a, a capacity provider that the, it's not insurmountable at all so the cost benefit again is very very heavily weighted there in terms of benefit no exactly so what we always say we want to have people on the platform so everyone can come on and set up three products for free right and that really is just to make sure they can have a presence they can get their staff involved and they can start playing around with it obviously we'll then charge for every product over uh, the, the first three that they have and that's 25 pounds per month but again obviously there are obviously other charges for sponsoring that and etc cetera, etc cetera. but for us you know we're trying to build a network you know we don't want to be price prohibitive we do want everyone to be able to be involved but at the same time we've got, we've got to keep the lights on so uh, there needs to be a charge at some point so uh, yeah that, that's really where we are but obviously as we scale we're, we're building out sort of new features we're linking in with other platforms as well um so yeah eventually hopefully we can obviously provide them a lot more value and uh, can justify some accordingly well should uh video production and marketing uh, for the insurance industry uh, be uh, the type of uh, service provider that that's on there then maybe we should have that conversation because i think what you're doing is incredible i think you know obviously with the with the, the content of what you got we're doing with these uh, podcasts we'd love to have them come through the platform as well you know that's exactly the type of content we want people to be seeing when they log in um obviously you look on linkedin and uh, often when i go through my feed and i can't obviously speak for everybody i'm interested in about two or three of the notifications that i scroll through after about five ten minutes you know, we want you to be able to log into InsuraCore and everything's about the companies you work with, you know, your markets, you know, interesting things going on in insurance, reports from some Grace Church consultants and some specialist consultants within insurance as well. And yeah, keeps you up to date in that manner. But um, yeah, we'd love to have you on board, basically. I think that's, uh, I, right, let's have this conversation. But also, um, I'd love to do another podcast with you, maybe uh, this time next year when you've, when you've launched further a, a field from the UK because I'd like to follow the journey. I think what, you, what you're doing is awesome. Well, thank you very much. Please put it in the diary. Ah, absolutely. Well, thank you very much for your time, Peter. I've really enjoyed that. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you have enjoyed what you have heard, have any questions or feedback, please leave us a review and we will be sure to get back to you. If you would like further information on how Boston Tullis Group can support your business, or if you would like to join us on an episode, please do not hesitate to contact us.